Empire Sports Radio Podcast. Zach is here as I am always. We got a lot of stuff to talk about today. We got the Knicks. We got the two bowl games. We got the Winter Classic and more on a nice Wednesday afternoon podcast. If you live out in the Northeast New York like I do, you hope there's a snow day tomorrow. So very excited Wednesday afternoon podcast I got for you guys. We'll get to the Knicks first right now. As they lose to the Spurs. I mean I mean did he I mean everyone saw this coming. There's there's no way they're gonna the Spurs. The Spurs are uh, the third best team in that Western Conference. They've always been a solid team. Popovich has usually played well here at the Garden. The Knicks usually lose to the Spurs. This was not a surprise to me. I was not mad that they lost, but some uh, at some point uh, in the games, it got me a little frustrated. Uh, they did stick with them in the first half. The Knicks, the Knicks uh, had a nine-point lead in the first half. They were playing decently well. You know, they ended on a nice momentum shot by Lance Thomas, who banked in a three to end the first half. But real, what really was a was a turning point, and not much of a, a single play or anything like that, was the the, the, the Spurs defense really clicked in uh, uh, early in the in the third quarter, and the Knicks had absolutely no answer. Their offense was not clicking. They were very stagnant, very stagnant without the, with, uh, when they had the ball in offense, and then the Spurs just couldn't miss a shot. The the Knicks were were trying to hit a shot. Couldn't make one, and then and then the Spurs, who weren't even trying to make a shot, could hit one. Uh, if you saw the Manu Ginobili uh, chuck up three, I mean he didn't even shoot. He tr- he was trying to lob it over to uh, I think it was Lamarcus Aldridge or, or yeah it was it was Lamarcus Aldridge. He tried to lob it into him, and he, he goes into the hoop. And the funny thing about that is is I think I think and as especially me I I thought it just hit off the bottom of the rim and then right to Beasley because Beasley played off. Like it was a rebound, it didn't even go in, and he started dribbling without the w- with the basketball towards midcourt. And you can see uh, Manu Ginobili was uh, screaming at the ref the, the whole time because the, the 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 ball um, went to the net, and they re- did review it, and they made the right call on that. But I mean, uh, that would only happen to the Knicks, by the way. <laughs> that uh, that Manu Ginobili can just chuck up a lob to someone, and it would just happen to go in for a three. Only the Knicks. That could happen too, but there, there was, there was some stuff that I got that I think were very concerning to me. The Knicks look extremely slow. I don't know whatever they did on New Year's. I don't care whatever they did on New Year's Eve. I don't care what they did on New Year's Day. They looked extremely slow, going for loose balls. Rebounding was awful. I, I, I saw KP and Michael Beasley not even run back on defense on a fast break. And by the way, KP was was awful. If this guy wants to be a suit, I love KP. Don't get me wrong. Chris Stops, I love you. I love the way you play. But these games cannot happen if you're trying to get to the next level of becoming an, an all-star, becoming a superstar in this league. You cannot shoot 5 for 19 from the field and score only 13 points. That's not a, that's not, that's not a good game for him. He's got to have more solid. When he's not on his, his game, he needs to have more solid. Needs to be more solid. Needs to be more consistent. You can't have an off night like this where he was five for nineteen. Not going to help out your team, not at all. But the, the, for some reason, the Spurs just they, their defense clicked in. Knicks had absolutely nothing. I believe they scored uh, twelve or fourteen points only in that in uh, around there in the in the in the third quarter. And the fourth quarter, they made a little run. They did cut it to um, to seven at one point. But uh, the Spurs are just are just so solid of a team. Uh, uh, you got to give credit to uh, you know just a, just the defense of that team and Popovich the way he he handles the team the ball movement was very nice uh, and they're clearly the better team 
Uh, I didn't think the Knicks were gonna have a chance going into it. But another eight to nineteen, they gotta start. You know, they gotta start clicking. Are they are they a phony team that just had a lot of home games and were winning a lot of them early in the season, or are they legitimately a playoff team? I think you're gonna see their true colors this month. This is the biggest month of the season. This is the month where they collapsed last season, and we will find the true colors of the New York Knicks going forward. We'll be back with some hockey or some bowl games up next. So please keep listening in. Swipe next to hear the next podcast. Empire Sports Radio Podcast. Zach here. And what a day if you're a New York Ranger fan on Monday. Oh my God! What a game! You know, you, you know, throughout the years, uh, throughout the year, there's not really a lot of days besides, I would say, like the Stanley Cup week and a half, where you really, really care about hockey, and especially with the Rangers in it on on January first. And Winter Classic has really turned into a day. You know, it used to be, I mean, it still is. It really still is about college football mostly, but I feel like it's gained a lot of popularity. It's been more of a, a hockey day that afternoon, that one, that one o'clock game, that one o'clock start. That you know, today we can, we can celebrate hockey. A game outside, a game in a huge arena, uh, arena a, a huge stadium. I mean, City City Field was awesome, by the way. If you if you didn't get to just watch the game, the fans there were fantastic. Now we can argue about you know the, the home team. The Sabres were actually the home team, and uh, you know the, it was in, it was in Queens. The fact that it was in Queens that you're from Buffalo, the Sabres. If you didn't know that, if you didn't know that, uh, if you didn't like the taxi setting in the background, whatever. The game, or the shadows in the first period, the game was fabulous. That, that, is, that is one of the coolest things to see a hockey game outside. The, uh, the ice was fine. The fans were great. It was cold. It was 16 goddamn degrees outside. Everybody was standing on their feet and cheering. It was a great atmosphere uh, to watch and a good game for the Rangers as they won an OT. JT Miller put it away in that overtime. In the overtime, uh, uh, the Rangers won 3-2. Uh, the Rangers got to a really... Uh, Really good start in this. They 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 got off. They they um, they had a power player early in the game. They did not convert, but they kept they kept just keeping it in the zone of the Sabers and putting a lot of shots on goal. I think you know sometime in the end of the first period they had like fourteen shots on goal. They were just they were just uh, really really uh, uh, challenging. Robin uh, Liner, uh, Liner and uh, who had a great game. He had thirty nine saves. Uh, Henrik had thirty one saves. As well, but they scored two goals early on. You got Paul Carey with that nice goal, goes five hole on Leonard, and uh, and then Gradner puts in a uh, uh, puts in a goal to make it two nothing off a, a beautiful move by Hayes as he kind of spin moved around and put it on net, and it was right in for uh, Gradner as he can easily take care of that. But the turning point in this game, even though the Rangers won, was the, the it was a power play for uh, the Sabres. Now the Rangers did give them. Every opportunity to get back in this game. Five penalties in the first two periods. And the Rangers had a breakaway, a chance for a shorthanded goal. And Grabner made an excellent, excellent move on Leonard. But uh, Robin Leonard just made an absolutely gorgeous save. And continue on the power play. The Sabres scored and make it 2-1. All of a sudden, it's 2-1. And, and in the third period, uh, Rasmus Rissell line and score is an absolutely beautiful wrist shot. And how many times have you seen this from the Rangers this season where they really take the first two periods off from the game? They don't show up the first two periods um, uh, in these games. They give a lot of goals early in the periods, I feel like. Uh, I, I have not seen that lately over the past couple of seasons, but this, this season it's been a big thing if one thing to clean up on. But uh, 
They they stayed sh- they stayed sharp towards the end of the third. Uh, great overtime. The saves between Henrik and Liner were, were awesome. I mean, if you, if you read Henrik on Instagram, he posted something that he 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 met Robin Leonard when he was like when uh, Leonard was a kid and Henrik was you know um, I think about the, you know he's starting his professional career and uh, he met he met uh, the kid Leonard at a uh, at a backyard. Just playing, just playing hockey, and now they they faced off in uh, one of the greatest stages uh, in the uh, in the in the really any hockey stage you can you can really think of uh, the Winter Classic. So good game. Uh, Shattenkirk put one on net. Yeah, Miller put uh, put it in. Uh, City Field exploded. Great game. The Rangers, uh, you know, uh, the Blue Jackets won last night. So Rangers do have the second wild card, uh, first wild card right now. The Islanders fell out of it last night because. Um, God, who uh, was it? Was it Carolina? Did Carolina take that spot? Carolina might have, might have taken that that spot because they. Oh, I forgot to take the spot. Islanders are out of it though. I'll double check for you guys. But uh, you know, Islanders kind of slowing up a little bit, and you, you got to be worried about them uh, going going forward. Uh, Devils uh, still remain on the on the top of that Metropolitan Division. Rangers play. The uh, uh, the Blackhawks night at eight o'clock on Wednesday night rivalry. If you want to watch, go Rangers. Just want to wish you guys here on Empire Sports Radio Podcast. Zach is here. A very happy and healthy New Year as it's January third right now. I want to thank the uh, the fans so far. I mean, I've, I've had a, you know. Very quickly, you know, I got a couple of uh, people listening to the podcast, and it's very nice to see uh, each podcast that I make that more and more people slowly. I mean, I'm not, I'm not in the, the hundreds or anything like that, but a good amount of people are listening to these podcasts, and it's very nice to, to, to see it. And, uh, and I, you know, I love hearing feedback from you guys. Whatever you guys want to talk about, you let me know. It can be New York Sports related or something New York Sports related. Right now, we're getting some non New York Sports related as we talk about the bowl games on, on, uh, um, Monday afternoon. One of them, not so good. The other one, fucking perfect. The the Rose Bowl, like last year, was fantastic. Double overtime win for the Georgia Bulldogs. Uh, it was it was uh, you know the Sooners had the lead almost you know they had the lead uh, mostly throughout the game. They had to lead the whole first half. They were killing them up by seventeen. Biggest play. Of that, of that game, the turning point. And I'm not saying that Oklahoma choked that one, uh, choked this game out because both teams played exceptionally well. Both teams had a great chance to win. No team really blew. I know it was a 17 point lead, but Oklahoma made big plays. Georgia made big plays in this game down the stretch. So no one really blew this game. But the biggest part of the game, I know the kicker on on uh, Oklahoma uh, does the punting, does the kicking, and the field goal kicking. He does basically everything kicking related. I don't know if that has to do with anything between, you know, like, you know, stamina during the game or whatever, but he had an awful squib kick that that led to um, a 55-yard field goal, and they were up by 17, and this cut it to 14. I know it doesn't seem like that big of a deal. It's still a two-score game, but the difference between a three-score game and a two-score game is absolutely huge in, uh, in, fo- in football, in general, NFL or college. And, on, and of course, Georgia... On their first possession back in the second half, scored a touchdown, 50-yard touchdown by Nick Chubb. He ran it through. 
That cuts the seven. So all of a sudden, you got a, you got a game. The Mayfield interception in the late third when the game was tied was was is really his only mistake. He had a, he had a fairly good game. Uh, I don't know, he was outdueled by you know in my opinion outplayed by the the freshman uh, at Georgia. Uh, but Mayfield, uh, the biggest mistake of the game was that interception. It was still tied. He still could have let the team down. He really didn't have a good second half. The Georgia, Georgia team kept him in check. But those interception, Georgia scores, and all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, Georgia's got control of this game. Then Oklahoma uh, was stopped, and Georgia had a good chance to take advantage of that. And Georgia didn't, didn't score. Mayfield came back, touchdown tie game. Next possession by Georgia. Steven Parker gets gets the causes the fumble takes it uh, doesn't cause the fumble uh, takes the ball all the way to, uh, after the after Oklahoma uh, caused the fumble uh, on on Michelle uh, uh, Michelle uh, Oklahoma takes it to the house and all of a sudden Oklahoma's got all momentum they're up by seven Georgia came back and tied it and with fifty five seconds left you know uh, uh, the the Sooners had a chance to win it fifty five seconds left you got the Heisman. Trophy winner on your team. Three timeouts. And they did not score. Did not even get a field goal. Did not give it to the hands of 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 uh, Baker Mayfield, really. And a good overtime. The block kicked. Uh, a Georgia block to kick. That really kind of ended it as Michelle scored the uh, game-winning touchdown. Uh, if, you, if I was so mostly drained Monday because of the, the Winter Classic and... Um, in the in the in the Rose Bowl, that I I didn't get a chance to uh, watch uh, the Bama and Al Clemson game. I was just so tired. Bama did beat Clemson on twenty four to six. I was a snoozer. If you felt like you can watch that after the most one of the most exciting games I've ever seen college football wise between Georgia and Oklahoma. Uh, Jalen Hurts was sixteen to twenty four, one hundred twenty yards, two touchdowns. Alabama cruises to the national championship as they will face Georgia next Monday. Thank you for listening to Empire Sports Radio Podcast. You can follow me on Instagram, New York Sports Everything, or you can follow me on Twitter, Empire Sports 3. Have a good Wednesday, folks.